0: Next on World Radio Gardening, plants, soil and gardens from around the globe with Ken Crowther. Hi, I'm Ken Crowther and I've been gardening for nearly, well, in fact, just over 60 years. I've seen so many gardens in my time across different parts of the world, as well as in the UK. Garden festivals were a thing some years ago. I think it was Mr. Heseltine who actually got those going. They were very good for the industry and they gave different countries the chance of showing off their styles of gardening. I've been to several countries around the world and also had the opportunity of interviewing several people from across different parts of Europe and as far away as Australia and even seen gardens in Japan. So my knowledge and information that I store in my head about those gardens when people ask for them is actually quite quite a lot and I can actually churn a bit out occasionally and give people ideas of little features that they perhaps can put in their own garden. It's a conglomeration of lots of information put together and we'll be travelling across the world and around the globe here on World Radio Gardening. In this episode, we look at the French style of gardens. Symmetrical design with light and shade areas of the garden. Often stone surfaces are incorporated to make areas for socialising and eating. Let's face it, the French do like their food and they do like their wine. Property is likely to be highlighted by the design of the garden. Water features can add to the traditional stylings along with other decorative planters, such as urns and stone pots. French gardens typically have a cool colour palette and plants to induce are hydrangeas and viburnums along with French lavenders, which is a must-have, evoking the Provence fields. Allium ursinum or wild garlic could give a beautiful aroma to a potted area. I spoke to gardening expert Tom Cole about his experiences in France and discussed some of the plants that are suitable for the climate. Radio Gardening has caught up with Tom Cole after his little trip to France to do some gardening. That's
1: a bit of a long way to do some gardening, Tom. I know, but you know, knees must. <laughs> what I do is if people say to me, well if I'd like to go out somewhere and they've got somewhere out that I can stay, then I say, well I'll do anything in your garden as long as you just give me a couple of beers and a nice meal. That can't be bad, yeah. can it? So I had a few beers and a few good meals. Where did you go to exactly? We went to a lovely little uh, town called uh, terre uh, uh, la ville Deux, which is in the Dordogne region. It's okay. about two-thirds down France. Uh, about two and a bit hours, sort of uh, east of Bordeaux. Lovely country, real good wine uh, country, and staying in this wonderful converted farmhouse overlooking a valley. And uh, a young garden is being developed. What, li-
0: Literally brand new. There was nothing there before? Or? Uh,
1: no, 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 the odd tree. Uh, it was more paddock. Um, one or two sort of uh, uh, conifers dotted around. That's about it.
0: What sort of garden in size are you talking about here that's being
1: developed? Uh, it's about a couple of acres. That's big.
0: Yeah. So have you started helping... At the house end rather than working too far away?
1: Yeah, it's all around the house. It's all around the house. Yeah, because this is a house that uh, people will go out to every now and again, so you don't want anything that's going to tie you uh, to. Well, it's nice to be tied to go out to somewhere there, but you don't want to be tied to the garden. No, no. So it's just concentrating around the the walls of the house. So it's actually sort
0: of a bit courtyardy in a way? Yeah, there
1: is actually. It's got a nice courtyard which uh, really comes out from the kitchen, so we've got some raised beds. Love my raised beds. Uh, yeah, you're well, a bit of an enthusiast yeah. for raised beds aren't you? <laughs> and um, using those for herbs, permanent herbs, so they'll develop. So we've got lots of things like lavender, the thyme's gone in, uh, sage, rosemary having rosemary, um, and also bay. Mm-hmm. Although in that particular region they had quite harsh winters but very extreme in the hot summers. So
0: bay might get a bit burnt like, out.
1: Yeah, mm. but it's protected so it should be okay actually. So do you find, I mean you said
0: that harsh winters, because I've heard that even down there a lot of English people go to some of those areas and they plant roses and in fact the roses sometimes struggle a bit, don't they?
1: They do, but um, they've just gone through a winter where uh, it was around about minus 15, 16, well in the UK we got to around about that in some areas of not did, more. We did, didn't we? Uh, the roses have survived, the roses have actually well. really thrived and done very well. So what
0: else are you thinking of planting down there? As you say, in some ways, the temperatures are more extreme, but there are similarities to here, then, is what you're saying.
1: Yes, and then actually, when you, when I'm looking around in that area, plant-wise, it's not a great deal different, actually. Although there's one or two little things, like um, uh, some of the jacaranda trees, which we don't tend to get too much in the UK. They thrive. But, you know, wisteria is brilliant. Roses are brilliant. You know, all of those plants are absolutely amazing. In the area that you talk of paddock, is it just rough grass at the moment? Um, it, it is in some areas, and um, part of it is still a working paddock, so there are neighbours coming in with, with a horse that keeps that, that down, That's which helpful. is nice. Yeah. Um,
0: Have they plans for a meadow of some sort, or what
1: do you think? <laughs> no, not really. No, I think the key thing is to clothe the walls. So we've already put in a number of climber and rambler roses, which is what I've spent most of my time doing. Training in those. So, how do you how, have you been using screws and wires or uh, screw vine eyes and galvanized wire and galvanized wire around about every sort of a couple of feet? Uh, we're now onto the sixth wire up the wall. Whoa, and that's something else to think about. Th- that particular region, things grow fast. Yeah. they grow very fast.
0: Because you're saying it's slightly warmer than here in in, in the southeast of England. for a longer England.
1: period of time as well.
0: So that actually gets them growing. Mm. What's the rainfall like down there? I mean do you have to have irrigation systems in that area?
1: No, well the soil's quite good although it's well-drained in some aspects it also Has it got chalk in <laughs> that to, area or not? Uh, no, it's um, it's quite a clay-based uh, mm-hmm. soil so it hangs onto its moisture but it doesn't quite do uh, what it does in the UK where it really cracks and forms a cap. Um, but it's a very good actually although you know lots of people in the area using mulches which is good to see um, so they're retaining moisture when it really, really is hot. But hasn't got to do much to the soil at all. And you're not
0: running an irrigation system, not though, at all. Basically.
1: No, not necessarily. They no. seem to survive. Don't need to do anything. I mean, good
0: excuse for you to go out again as well. It is. Isn't it?
1: Well, the other excuse to go out for is to say, because I was really pushing vines, because I think vines are a good idea in the and I said you must get a length of vines in, and then uh, you know that's only two or three years, and then you're sort of cutting your first bunch.
0: And then of course there's, there's cooperatives that you can take them to and have your own wine, exactly, can't you? Yes. You'd like that yeah, idea, that wouldn't you? That sounds like a
1: perfect idea. You're
0: not grow hops and grow beer, have beer as well? No, they? I'm into my wine. <laughs> <laughs> so it's interesting for you to have the opportunity of going to that garden and doing that one. Are there others you go to as well?
1: Um, I will be going off to Spain. I'm going off to Frigliana which is just north of Neha just outside Malaga and um, there we talk about temperature in a whole new light because it's like 40s plus. So you'll have to
0: come back and tell us all about that one on your return, Tom. Definitely. There's Tom Cole, our traveller abroad for radio gardening. Three simple things to consider about the French-style garden. Number one. Depending on how you use annuals and perennials, you may need to find plants to fill gaps in borders if a certain flower only blooms in a specific time in the summer. Number two. Deadheading and keeping on top of garden maintenance can be time-consuming. Number three hydrangea viburn and French lavender all enjoy the British climate and grow extremely well here in the UK, giving just a hint of the bright colours of the fields of France. Well, I'm in Salern in the Provence and with me I've got Nadia Pratt. Now, I'm looking at your garden because it's very much a garden that you have created around your house, isn't it? Your very own.
2: It is, yes.
0: Now, Explain, really, this extension of the house was dug out uh, quite a depth?
2: Um, it, it was already dug out, but we made it a bit bigger and we had to be careful for the trees because the roots um, are coming out of the wall, but um, we had to be really careful not to go too close to the tree.
0: So what what tree is that? Because it's not one that I can identify.
2: It's uh, it's called a mikukulier.
0: I'm going to take your word for it.
2: <laughs> <laughs> it's it's a very nice tree, and a uh, lot of lots of leaves during the summer. Does and it flower at all? It, no, it's got little little kind of uh, balls. Um,
0: Like like flower or seed heads on it.
2: Exactly exactly, Mm. yes, but um, no it's it's a good tree for near the house.
0: So coming out from the house we're standing on a a, a gravel or stone terrace area where you can have your table and chairs but as you say you've had to you can't build a straight line of a wall because it is about a meter difference in height from where the tree is. So you've had to curve the wall. Now the wall obviously retains all the soil where the tree is. Who built Who built the wall now? Come on.
2: Well, I did. <laughs> <laughs> I, I really enjoyed it. And it's not difficult. You just have to be uh, a bit patient. And you have to try to find the right stones. It's a bit like a puzzle. <laughs> and uh, it's time. It's time consuming.
0: So have you used concrete blocks behind?
2: Behind our concrete blocks... And then you build up um, the stone wall uh, with a little bit of cement behind it so it's, it, it doesn't fall. Because
0: you, you can't see the cement from the front hardly at all, can I you? I did
2: my very best so you can't see it. Yes.
0: Now the stones vary in size from oh, I don't know, really a real mix of stones. Where did you get all your stone from?
2: They're all natural stones from out of the, the ground uh, when we were digging for the building. Uh, They just came out and um, most of the stones are from our garden. I just um, got a few from next door. (laughs) (laughs) A
0: sort of poaching, poaching stones. You can call it like that. (laughs) From next door. Now the garden is very Provence isn't it? We have you know pine trees, uh, we have uh, um, lots of olive trees. It's an The pines are very typical of this area. They're quite a thin pine. They're not like the Scots pine that we get in England. Um, You can hear the wind sort of running through the pines. It's quite a gentle sort of noise, isn't it?
2: It is a very uh, typical noise, especially when there's a mistral. (laughs) Uh, You hear it quite well, the noise.
0: Now, if we walk just a little way and turn up to the end of the garden, we've got a large pine tree here. And I imagine that that is the, the border between your, your plot of ground it and is. the neighbours. Yes, it is. Now, you've divided that quite interestingly because I can see a, actually a huge stone that's well, what, we, we, it's over a, well, it's a couple of metres high. <laughs> we
2: had to do something with all the rocks coming out. And, uh, well, the solution was to build a, a rock wall. And in between the rocks, uh, we left some spaces to put plants and mostly plants which grow here uh, without any water, just rainwater, which is very practically.
0: I mean, I was going to say, if I stand next to it, it's nearly two metres high in places, isn't it? It's
2: sunk a bit, I I have the (laughs) feeling, but yes, it's approximately that high.
0: Now, looking across, I can see things like you've got thyme and uh, plants like that, but you've also got yuccas and with their spikes on yes. the cover, variegated. Um, they tolerate the cold winters here, do they?
2: Um, yes, but last last year uh, I had a few dying. Uh, some of them recovered, but um, it was very cold last winter and they didn't like that. But normally they survive. Normally they should go through they, they, well. Yes, they do.
0: Now, just um, looking back across, you've got an area of olives actually out of interest talking of olives you've got quite a few olive trees do you actually pick the olives
2: yes I do Uh, we don't have that many trees so it's like about three days work and then uh, last year I had uh, 65 kilos which means uh, about 10 litres of oil because we needed six and a half a kilo for one litre this year We only had um, four litres uh, in total. So I think it was a bad year for the
0: olives. (laughs) And you've got to do a bit of pruning on the olive trees. That's
2: what I'm planning.
0: This time of the year. Coming back out where you've got your driveway comes up to the house here and uh, you've got a a nice, I'd call it a roundabout, but Mm -hmm. what do you call that?
2: Um, in, In French... Uh, well, it's a roundabout, I guess. <laughs> um, no, it's it's especially made for turning around with the cars. And the the idea is to have um, something in the middle where you can sit and and watch the view. Uh, there will be a little bench coming, and then um, the arch will be covered with wild roses.
0: Now, talking talking below it, um, something that you don't see too much of here in the Provence is you've got grass growing (laughs) now is that going to be um a bit of a a bit of a job in the summer to keep it alive
2: i i hope not but my my husband is english and he wanted to have a lawn so that's why the grass is there but um it's not very provencal and we'll see if it's too much work we might change it again (laughs) into some you know, Laurier and uh, and typical French uh, or provençal plants.
0: Mm. Now can we then closer to the house, back to if we walk back uh, through and we've come back to y- your walls and we got steps leading up to the area where we've just talked about that you drive round and in front of that. So as you drive up the drive, you can see in front of the house again another lawn. You haven't finished the edging. Now. is that more wall
2: building it's for wall yourself. wall building, yes, I, and I, I'm looking forward to that. Um, it's, we have enough stones so we, I don't have to go and, and find them anymore. <laughs> From the neighbours. <laughs> From the neighbours. Um, so yes, that'll be a, a job for this spring ice, I think. In summer it's a bit too hot.
0: Now how are you going to finish the top off? Um, do you have to get different stones for the finish? Top?
2: On Yes, on the top we'll have uh, flat stones. And um, the idea is to maybe put a few pots on it, on them, and um, uh, just to to finish it a bit nicely.
0: Now, if we come around the, the the side of side of the house, and there's there's quite a drop, and we'll talk about the view in a moment because the view is spectacular. But you you've got an interesting. <laughs> uh, more of your wall building down here what yes. why what are you covering here because it's a strange place to have a wall
2: yes because it's not one level here and and all the, the pipes coming out of the house had to go uh, down but you they were like flying in the air and so we had to do something so we decided we'll build another wall and and make a seat um out of it and the pipes run under the seat so they're covered and it's useful Uh, to have a little seat and watching the view from there.
0: Now, the view, you've got a valley in front of you, and looking across, I mean, you've got conifers on the other side of the valley, but they vary in colour and and textures, don't they?
2: There's a lot of colours when you look out here. Uh, It's very, um, uh, it's always changing, the view, and depending on the light and the sun and the shadows, it's, um, it's, it's spectacular.
0: You love your views, don't you? I
2: love you? it, I do.
0: Now, on the other side of the hill, there's, Caus course, Tourtour, isn't it? It's tour. And Tour-tour, that's quite yes. a favourite place in the Provence to go to, is it?
2: It's called uh, Le village dans le ciel, so it means the village in the sky, and it's, it's because it's very high, high up, and from there you have also, of course, spectacular views and sunsets, and we look, we look to it, so it's, it's quite nice to, to have that view.
0: So I'm scared to ask because gardeners never finish their gardens but have you got a plan to finish the garden in any set period of time?
2: It'll never be finished I'm afraid. Uh, it's always a lot of work and um well we hope to to finish it let's say in 2 years time but there will always something uh, change or we'll have a new idea and then and then we'll we'll change it again. So It's an ongoing story.
0: I'll be back with more on the plants, soils and gardens from around the globe in the near future, only on World Radio Gardening. And remember, if you would like to tell us about your garden, then please head to worldradiogardening.com and use the comments forms to post on our news story features.